has just been mind blowing. Like the way it's just kind of gone, and then you think, oh, that's cool. And then something else comes along, and you're like, oh, that's, that's even cooler. It's like, oh, that's even cooler. coming out this June. They're about to go on a UK headline tour. Please welcome Paul Bartolome and Ryan Thompson to the podcast. How are you guys doing today? We're doing good. Right. Brilliant intro. Brilliant intro. Love it. It's all correct. We have an EP coming out June 3rd called Reflections. We have a single coming out Feb 25th called Fractures featuring Davis Camilla. And we are going on tour in May. So... We're doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Mark, I'm up for you guys. Uh, first thing I just want to kind of get into for each of you, what was kind of like your first music experience like, or like how did you get started with music? Oh, we haven't been asked that. Oh, that's a, that's a, we've, done a, we've been on a full press run <laughs> these last week or so, and uh, we haven't actually been asked that question, so that's refreshing. Um, I mean, you, I you guess, well, I guess it's different for both of us. Yeah, you start, you start. Um, I guess... For the most part, I've always kind of grown up in and around music a lot. Um, and then my, my, uh, my stepdad ended up kind of teaching me guitar and it all kind of just went from there, really. Yeah. And then my first experience with music was joining some shitty band when I was about 12 and playing around with some shitty music. <laughs> um, kind of learned guitar because my brother slash our drummer used to mainly be a guitarist and we started jamming and first song I ever learned um, was or the first thing I ever tried to learn was uh, Afterlife solo from Avenged Sevenfold that was the first thing I ever learned I couldn't be to do rhythm I just yeah, <laughs> I just that is, learned, I learned the solo. yeah so I started with that and I just kept I was always walking around with a guitar and um, yeah I think since then I I think it's actually more recently I really sat down and started going over like rhythms and getting that down. And since we started doing the, the calling tour, wasn't it? made sure to get the rhythms tight. But I've always been a lead guitar player, and um, yeah, that no, was super fun. Um, but yeah, that's, that was my first experience with music. And so you kind of mentioned that you've been on this press run for all your upcoming things. What's that like? Does it kind of make life hectic and a lot of moving around or is it more excitement for what's about to come? Yeah, it's more, more exciting. Yeah, it's been super exciting and it's the most press we've ever done for a release. Um, normally we'll like, we'll do one, one or two per release, like we'll go to something different for each one and, and this one we were like, no, it's such an important album, there's so much to say that we wanted to get it out and obviously with this being the first album that the band has actually joined in and cut with fully become a band, whereas the previous stuff has just been me, um, so and just been my project, so it's, before it was a bit like, you sit here and you do these interviews, and I'm, uh, I'm grateful for all the interviews I get, but um, before it was a bit like, oh, you're on your own, so it's not like that camaraderie and that, that laugh, and uh, you're, you're basically just sitting there on your own uh, computer yeah. waiting, for the, waiting for the Zoom link, so there's times I'd just be sitting there going, well... This is good, <laughs> but um, whereas this time we've been, yeah, we've had a great evening and then uh, finished off with a brilliant interview. So it's been a fun, fun press week. It's been nice to like, 
especially with, with all the questions, it's nice to actually kind of get it all out and answer them. It's, it's like a really nice feeling to actually talk about it all. And, yeah. and we've been talking about all this stuff for the past two years, like so. But you're going to get so many exclusives because I don't know what I can say, I don't know what I can't say, but we'll just tell you whatever you want. Because every time we've done it, because we've been talking about these songs for two years, mm -hmm. and we've been split up into like EPs. I don't know, I don't really can't remember what's on what, so you'll get some exclusives for sure. Alright, alright. Very excited for that. So, like you said, for this album, you kind of brought a band in, and now you're kind of starting to transition from this solo act to kind of a whole band experience. What, what was that like studio time like making an album now with other people around you uh well, for me personally it was uh great it was, my, it was the most fun i've had uh, which is great because the record is so honest and raw and emotional and it could have easily been like the most depressing album to make like it's so honest so, so if i was sitting on my own in a room writing this stuff it would be kind of like retracting that stuff is you can get a bit dark you know so oh, yeah in fact, we brought the band in and we're like, look, we're going to a studio. We didn't. The last time I went to Matt Good in Arizona, love Matt Good. He's insane. Um, he's done some huge bands like Arsene Alexandra, uh, The Word Alive, like all these bands. Um, big studio, it was great. And then this time we went different and we rented a big house in the middle of nowhere, it's in the countryside. Went there with the boys. Packed a lot of beers and we, we set up two studios and stayed there for a while. And that's all you really and need. All you need. And uh, yeah, we had we had two rooms. We had a small instrumental room, and then we had one room that was for vocals, production, drinking, drinking, bit more drinking, bit of poker, and then some more drinking. So it was a good, it was a good time. It was mm -hmm. definitely fun to do it as a band. And uh, yeah, what do you think? It was the first time doing it, as well, being part of it. Yeah, I mean it was. I mean. Because of so the other guys in the band as well, because we've always we've always been a part of old music from the, like when it first started, sort of thing. You know, whether it was just sort of supporting or whatever, we've always kind of been there since the start. So to kind of get to the point now, like where me and David we went, we went on tour, obviously like recording stuff like that. So now it's all the way up to we're now kind of in the room recording. Putting your own spin on things, having your own ideas, um, you know, all, all, the, all just different kind of mindsets and stuff mm -hmm. like that, and making them together, it just it makes it makes it sound so much better. You, you make it more collaborative with other people, yeah. giving their takes, putting their own spin on it, and rather yeah. than it just being need. Maybe it's pressure, maybe it's like fun, but what, however you feel about it, maybe that makes it a bit easier than feeling like it all has to come from you. Yeah, exactly. And um, it was very fun. It was very fun doing it that way. And um, led to the album having such a, a band vibe. Um, such a live feel to it as well. Yeah, such a live feel. Very guitar-driven, live, like, bombastic, like, smashing drums and big bass uh, lines, which I've not done before. And huge riffs, huge solos, huge choruses. Where the last album... I love that album, like I've said in all these interviews, is I feel like that album is more of like a compilation album of, oh, I can do a pop song if I want to do a pop song, and I can do a rock song and a punk mm -hmm. song, and it was, that was like the album where it's like, if we got a pop tour right now, we could go on a straight pop tour, because yeah. we have all new stuff like that, yeah. but our sound going forward is 
hard rock. This album definitely solidifies that, and it's very consistent. And yeah, if you put this on, you know what album it's from. So it's definitely fun bringing the band in and uh, hearing everyone's ideas of what really what they perceive Paul Bartholomew like the music to be. Because obviously, me doing it on my own before, I have a very set idea. So then hearing yeah. what other people think what direction they think I want to go is it's a really interesting take on oh yeah that would actually be really cool and that we should do that and I know it was a lot of talks of we shouldn't really hold back on this album as the lyrics are so personal and emotional with the last album I didn't want to do anything too heavy so if I got to a bit where I thought oh just for fun I'll play something really heavy and I'd be like right strip it back it's got to be more rock radio rock and this one is um, we didn't care we just look it's an emotional part it needs to climax let's just throw in a heavy part and funny enough, I say the last album was Radio Rock. None of the songs went to radio, but this one did. So uh, technically, this one's Radio Rock. Um, yeah, it was definitely cool, cool to have everyone's input. Yeah. And so when you're going to be having this tour, playing shows, you're, you might still have some songs from previously when you were just making them on your own. You'll just have the band with you still like playing along. Yeah, so when we did the Crawling Tour, which was our first ever tour, and back in 2020, just before the pandemic, just before the pandemic, which is crazy, it was like February, I think, uh, this year before the lockdown, and at that point it was like, well, I can't play all the instruments at the same time, because I look fucking stupid, and I'm trying to play the drums, I don't have one of those things you want to put on the back, they've got to symbols between their knees and that <laughs> so i couldn't do that so i said to like my brother's the drummer and my best mate's the rhythm guitarist at that point jay wasn't really our bass player wasn't really uh couldn't do it because of schedule so it didn't make sense so um but i said look come on tour come on tour and let's i had the tour book so like come on tour and let's just do it as a band and we played more of the rock stuff with like a couple of pop ones on but it was the rock stuff that i looked at the reaction from the crowds and i was like it went down well, and I was like, oh, you know what? This band vibe is really cool. And that's kind of what started me writing this this record. I started mm-hmm. writing songs like Criminal and then Monster and Medicine. They were the first two, and it was very much like we're clearly going in a more band direction. So then it was very shortly after where it was actually shortly after the pandemic. Yeah, I think it was about a month or so in when I'd started writing songs again. We hadn't planned to because the album hadn't come out yet, the last one. So as soon as I started writing again, I was, that's when I kind of made the decision mentally that, that this is going to be a band album. And then I think a month after I decided that and had a few more demos going, I said to the boys, look, it's a band. I'm going to send you songs, record the guitars, record the bass, and when we can, we'll get together and we'll all go away to this house and we're going to record the album yeah. properly there. So it's cool. It's was, it was definitely a cool vibe and we will definitely be playing one or two songs off of the... Uh, Previous album as, as a band like we did the calling, but it's definitely going to be more of a focus on the new stuff. Yeah, yeah. And one of your singles, Monster, is already out now, right? Yeah, so it is. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, Monster was the first was one of the first songs we wrote for the album, and it definitely had that darker vibe. It was very different at the start. The middle eight we had. We're, it was shorter, it had a solo, and again, I was in the mindset of kind of at that point, still keeping to the structure of screaming for the radio, and then lockdown extended, uh, that pissed me off, and then everyone's got their own going on, so it's like, 
you know what, I'm going to let some emotion out. Let's do, then I wrote the vocals for the chorus, and then you wrote the heavier riffs, and then it kind of all went from there. And then the first feature for the album was Kid Bookie, um, who was on CMFT with Corey Taylor, and that's how I heard of him. And he was the first person to jump on this album as a guest vocalist, and now there's nine vocalists. But he was number one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the song was done, mixed and mastered, and then let down. Heard about him, sent him a song. He he was down. Um, he didn't let us down, but he was down. And then he was on the song. So, yeah, do you want to add anything about Um I mean, I think when, when we got uh, his sort of speech in the back, yeah. and that sort of thing, it was like, it was it was so cool. Like, it was such a nice, like, such a cool element to have to it. Like, especially as it kind of builds up to the sort of drop, break down, break down sort of part, that sort of thing. It, it kind of made that that part that, I mean, if you listen to just like the instrumental alone, that that is like hype enough anyway. It's got enough drive. And For live, that would be brilliant. Yeah. Like, and, and then you add on top of it, like, his vocals and that, and it just kicks into a new gear and it just makes it so much more driving. And he didn't overdo it. No. Because yeah. like, he can rap ridiculously fast. Yeah. And my worry was, I said to him, I want it to be hype. But you, 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 you can get, sometimes rappers can go so fast that you actually lose it and you're like, this isn't really, because you want to sing along, right? You want to rap along and you want to sing it back and shout it back. Whereas if they're going like, <laughs> you, can't, you can't do that. And then like, so it was, it was, he did the right amount of flow and he absolutely killed it. And then let down, did his thing and and so the track list for the first part of this album that's coming up has been released and it shows that you have features on this project as well as working with the band as a whole uh you it might be like working with a band but what was it like getting even more people on in on this and going from a solo project with just you really working on it to like having the band having features having all of these people involved in something that you really want to be as perfect as you can make it yeah and that's a really good point to be as perfect that's the perfect way to describe this album because we had three albums worth of material before we landed on this album and the last two songs one being fractures that comes out feb 25th the lead single was one of the last ones. Same with Time Bomb, which is the one that went to Billboard. And so it's really changed a, a great deal and it has to fit a story um, for the album. But um, yeah, it's been good. Obviously, bringing the band on was a no-brainer. Um, we've got a solid team. And I've always had features. Um, I had a few less features on my second album, Scream for the Radio. Um, and then with this one, I was like, we got Danny, Danny Warsnop, um, and we were like, damn, that's cool, let's someone else and then we've got Kid Bookie and then Kellen Quinn and it kind of just escalated and I was like look let's just make like the perfect Paul Bartholomew record I want to make the perfect Paul Bartholomew record I want it to be us I want to listen back and go we did everything I want to get artists from this genre I want to get artists from this genre I want it to uh, let down is from the main almost well pretty much now mainstream pop he's blowing up and he's doing yeah. insane numbers and he was like number five in like mainstream pop trending on YouTube, so so I mean, let down, don't forget about us, mate. Um, I still got to do your song. I've got the contract. Um, so um, so there's that, and then we had Kid Bookie, who's obviously a rapper and he does hip hop, but he's also in the metal community. And then people like Kevin Quinn, and 
we got some other beats. We can't say yet, but they're all from the. I know we had a straight up metal guy um, who's on not this EP, but the second part. So that'll be announced soon. Brilliant. Uh, it's, yeah, it's been great. We've got a solid team. Um, we've got me, David, Ryan, Jay, and we've got my manager, Chris. We've got the label, Legend Recordings. Um, and then we've got Mike Cortada, who does all the artworks and visuals. Then we had um, Ernie Schwenkovic, who did all the mixing and mastering. We fully produced and recorded the album ourselves, but then just set it for mixing and mastering, which he killed. And uh, that, is the, that is the team on this album, all right? Yeah, that is the team. Yeah. So it's been good. Quite and a we, team. Yeah, and we think we have made, we think personally, it's the best piece of music and the perfect album we want to make. Everything is on point for this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like you said, you have so much content, so much music that you've made during this time that you're kind of splitting the album into three parts. What, like, what was the decision behind doing that? what made you want to kind of break out from the norm because not many artists do this where they have like part one part two part three they just kind of go one thing at a time and get it over with so what was like the decision making behind that i mean every interview we've been asked that and we always say the label because the label was pretty much down to a team why we did that but there was already talks to do this album different i mean we'll give a different answer this one uh but there, there was already talks to do something different with the release plan. We knew that because we put Screaming Through the Radio out right as the pandemic hit, which means we all our tours got cancelled. And I'm not about to, we don't know what's going on in the world right now. I'm, I'm not about to put out my most honest album with these guys and yeah. finally bringing these guys in. Basically the most important record of our career. I'm not about to just drop it and then it gets not about play it live. And we can't, yeah, it gets forgotten about, we can't promote it. And obviously, Screams of Radio still did well, and it surpassed a million streams on its way to two million on Spotify now, which is great. But I think what it could have done if we had gone on all those tours that we were, we, well, this album wouldn't have happened, but we were meant to still be touring, like, all year. So we knew we wanted to do something different. Um, there was very various talks about singles each month or this kind of thing, and then we finally landed on three more singles, one, there's, three, there's three singles coming just so everyone knows there's three singles but I'm only allowed to say there's one but there's three but there's one single coming or two singles for this EP and then one for the next um, and we kind of said let's do two big singles drop the EP June 3rd just before Incarceration Festival in Ohio mm-hmm. and then we are not announcing the second part of the EP but like the release date the single date we are just going to drop it like, we're not going to tell anyone and it was going to be very close to this EP. So keep an eye out because randomly, right. later in the year, EP2 and the single will all come. I think it's going to be the single will come out with the pre sale link for the EP and some merch and stuff. We're not going to tell anyone. We're just going to drop it that day. Boom. EP2 okay. gets started. Exactly. And then, um, and then the third part will be the album. Um, but we're not doing like the. If anyone thinks it's just a cash grab, we're not just throwing the album together and going, here you go. There's some other stuff on there that's not out. Um, all the singles that are already out will also be put on there and it will be, the track list order will be different from the EPs because it will kind of lead into each other, tell a story. And for us, it's a very personal record, so we want it all to be together mm-hmm. rather than just give it all out as you know EPs. So 
That's the plan. EP1, June 3rd, two singles for that. Fractures, Feb 25th is the lead single. EP2 in a single. Got a great guest, great few guest vocals on that EP. And the single for that. That's going to be random and that like announced. And then the album. We have a load of merch, vinyls, and we're going full out with that one. So, yeah, it's going to mm-hmm. be good. And so the lead single from this part of the EP made Billboard charts was even put in for your consideration for the Grammys. What was it like having a song reach all these milestones, all these achievements? And do you do you hope that like the rest of the EP can get to that level? Do you hope that this is truly like your biggest or one of your biggest releases yet? Oh yeah, for sure. It's definitely. Very the biggest, and uh, so that song won't be on this EP, but will be on the album. We put that one out in the, when was it? Last year? Yeah. Beginning of last year, we put that one out. Uh, Time on with Kelly and Quinn, shout out to Kelly and Quinn who killed it, and uh, that was a really personal song. Um, we don't really go into the whole story about that, but there is an interview somewhere where we're going to that, so if anyone wants to find it, you can find it. But, um, <laughs> Very personal, and a lot of the fans know the story, so they supported it a lot. And for the fact that that one did so well meant a lot to me um, personally. As it's the most honest song on the album and the most emotional. So yeah, that 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 getting all that was unreal. We didn't expect that, did we? Um, this is surreal, isn't it? Oh, it's, yeah, it's the way the like from from this this side of the new stuff that we've been releasing is like the way it's just been going just like, it has just been mind blowing like the way it's just kind of gone and then you think oh that's cool and then something else comes along you're like oh that's, that's even cooler it's <laughs> like so, yeah. that's even cooler yeah, yeah. So, uh, but you yeah. know things like the, the Grammy consideration uh, sort of thing like that um, Billboard or, or you know how well it did on Billboard all yeah. the different uh, charts in Billboard with that that was, that was incredible that was one of those things that we just kind of just kept looking at it, didn't we? Yeah. And it just kind of, it was like, oh, right, it's, it's going to stop because, you know, you've got to be realistic about these things. You're like, oh, it's going to stop. It's going to yeah. stop. Every stop. week we would say it's going to be lower. Don't get any hopes up. And then you'd see it and it would be high and we'd be like, oh, <laughs> next week's going to be even better. And then near, near the time you go, no, it's, it's not. And then it does. And you're like, oh, <laughs> it was, it was, yeah. it was so, because we were in lockdown, we weren't together, so we couldn't actually see each other. So I would find out first, like the label would send me like the, this, the radio guy would send me all of like the chart placements. So many times on the group chat, they'd be waiting, knowing the time, and I would just take the fist going, oh, we've dropped like a hundred places, boys, we're off billboard. And they'd actually believe it, and two minutes later, I'd send the video going, wait, we're, we're 24. <laughs> oh, good times, good times. Mm. Uh, yeah, all, all mind, mind-blowing. It's been surreal, uh, the support from the fans and the, the growth that we've had in this time and uh, I even forget that criminal charted as well and yeah. that was yeah that was number that was on the American iTunes that, that got chart. up there yeah that got up there it was on the Irish charts which I've never been on at like top 10 and so I mean criminal and um, we had the video for medicine was is doing great still video for criminal is doing great uh, criminal chart and then we've obviously had time which has been just mind blowing obviously billboard foundation charts and getting plaques for that and then the Grammys all that happening and we didn't win a Grammy all get nominated but we were there we for were your there. consideration yeah next, this year this year we're going to get a Grammy oh, yeah. 
And so, speaking of billboards, you also had a literal billboard promoting your music in Times Square in New York. That's huge for any artist, but for you, what was that moment like for you? Uh, we, uh, I mean, well, I mean, put it this way, like, what was it, like two days after our run had finished, it, then there was Batman. Up in the same place, yeah. <laughs> so, the, nice. the new Batman film, which, oh, anyone who knows me, huge Batman fan, my, my fans know I love Batman, I cannot wait for the Batman, the Batman film's going to be lit, like, you girls had Robert Pattinson, now it's our boys today, anyway, we're, we're going off track, that's going to be sick, but um, yeah, a couple of days after we had our people board up in like a similar area or near where ours was, huge, the Batman posters, like, and we're like, we were just in, mm-hmm. like, we were just there, do you know what I mean, and Oh, yeah, to get that was honestly surreal and just, again, mind-blowing. We couldn't get out there. So a shout-out to uh, Bill from Rage Against the Mainstream podcast. Mm-hmm. He drove an hour and a half, stood in the rain, wait, stood outside waiting for the billboard just to get a picture for us, and he got the best picture eyes. Yeah, that was that was another crazy, a crazy kind of thing that came about, and I think we're looking at doing one in, um, they're doing one in London, Piccadilly, for EP2. And um, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, Piccadilly is like Times Square for UK Europe, basically. It's like the biggest thing here. So then we can actually travel down and get a picture of it as well. So, yeah, crazy. Yeah. And so you mentioned that it was doing well earlier. The video shoot for your song, Medicine, what yep. was kind of the whole process set up for that music video? Oh, you haven't been asked this. You haven't been asked this yet. Ooh. You've thrown us off. We've not we've done a whole press on it. We've not been asked this yet. I love that. Um, great question. It was very relaxed. Is what the process was. This one was super relaxed because the criminal video shoot was good and I enjoyed it. There was a lot of stuff going on at the time, personal stuff that just made me not not want to be there, but you know, just not in it as much. And I loved yeah. the video. It was the first time we met Danny, so that part of it was great. I'm not knocking that part, but the actual process of being up and it was a long shoot. It started at 10 in the morning and finished at 5 in the morning. So, and we were just in this room because there was a lot of story to it. And it was a good shoot and the, the video came out amazing, but as far as video shoots that I really enjoyed, it's definitely not up there. It's, like I said, personal stuff going on. Sometimes you just don't feel it, but it's all paid for and it's all there, so you have to. Yeah. Do it and you can't let people down like Danny had his flight books and all this so uh, being with Danny was great meeting him was wicked and the actual playing was good but some parts weren't as good whereas medicine was just I, it was such a positive so relaxed yeah it was the, I think it's my favourite shoot we've done as far as the actual energy and yeah. we were so hyped going into it we had a very different vibe we were doing like single shots as opposed to the band stuff but it was like the first time doing it as a full band now we decided that and it was so much fun so like, like with, with the like with the solo stuff as well, it was kind of it was always pretty funny between like your shots of you know like, you know like Jay would go up, then David, then it'd be me and Paul. But in between those, like you'd all be getting each other like riled up for it, all yeah, day. and like all just having a laugh and stuff like that, and it just makes the whole day just run so much nicer, and yeah. so much more relaxed. Mm-hmm. And we have we have so much behind the scenes footage that's not come out yet. But we are going to work to get out. It's, it's just been so hectic here I haven't had a chance to sit down and edit and edit yeah. it so that stuff is coming 
Oh yeah, that was such a that was such a fun, easy shoot. It was different because normally we're on location. Like criminal was at this big house, like and you have to just kind of find a room and sit down. And that's whereas this was in a studio, so it's like it's just, just the amount of stuff going on in the criminal shoot with different yeah. rooms and stuff like that. You just had to. That was the biggest chaos. Yeah, criminal was the biggest um, production I've done, and we've done because we had I think it was something like. 20 feet something crew or something and then we had us then we had Danny then we had the girls in it then we had the extras and we were like are you, are you getting and that was probably like funny enough the worst thing for me at the time mentally because I'm just like I just want to chill that's yeah. like so much to keep a mental tab on to yeah, think about and bro, keep track of bro, I would just try and go for a piss and I'm walking down there's like 20 people going oh out of the way I'm bringing all and I'm just like I'm like just let me just chill on yeah. my own just give me Space, like, are, are you shooting a music video or like a movie or a TV show? Like, right, there's so much kind of, crew. That was kind of the thing, because we were kind of shooting like a mini movie in a way. And we had to stay there till five because they wanted a certain shot of me and Danny in the alleyway at night. You watch the video. You tell me how long me and Danny are in that. Two seconds. Two seconds shot we stayed there for an extra ten hours for. <laughs> I love you, Adam, who did the video and videoing you guys. Crush it. Well, that one took the piss. <laughs> but no, medicine was great though. That was brilliant, brilliant mm-hmm. shoot. And footage to come too. Yeah, and so you have this headline UK tour coming up. Have you between 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 the pandemic and now? Have you performed live, or is this going to be your return to live performance? This will be our return. We practice every week since the pandemic. Well. Since, well, not lockdown, as soon as lockdown kind of ended in the gaps, we've practiced this set since. And, and I mean, when I first wrote Criminals before the first tour, so I wrote that back in 2019 and showed these boys. So it's like we've been playing that song for about two years now, and we've not actually played it live. And we obviously had Inkfest 2021 books, and that didn't happen for various visa issues and COVID yeah. issues and uh, certain people. In the process that we paid for, it's all right. Still took our money, but we get our visas. It's all sorted now. So we're going to be at Inkfest 2022, and we're doing this tour. We are in talks for some other tours that might be sooner, but it's all up in the air at the moment because of COVID. So yeah. it's with an American band. So it's really down to can they travel? Can they get yeah. the permits? But we're in talk, so I could literally hear tomorrow we're going on another tour, but at the moment the only thing booked is our headline run in May, and then Inkfest 2022. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it'll be good. And so, what are you looking forward to for this tour, or like, what is it going to be like for you guys to finally get to perform this music to a live audience and have people reacting to it in front of you? Uh, do you want to take one? I mean, it would just be, it'll be incredible. I mean, it's been such a, I mean, obviously for Paul more than for the rest of us, but either way, it's been a very, very long process. And obviously with going through COVID and all that sort of stuff, it's, it'd just be so nice to finally be able to play these songs that we're, we're all so proud of, we're all so connected to now. You know, we've all been such a part of it now for so long that, you know, just to actually finally get up on stage, actually see some faces, actually see some yeah. people. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> but, but, you know, it, it would just be, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be amazing. You know? 
Yeah, it will. It will be incredible. And uh, you know, I'm looking forward to just the the, the travel aspect. Like you're traveling around with. Like, I think we really yeah. say this with the first tour. It was our first ever tour, so you don't want to, you don't care about the travel. You want to get to the show. You want to right, get in the van. We got to play the next show. This one, you, you take it for granted. I'm, I look my, most of my fun memories are from the traveling part. So I'm looking forward to hopping in the tour van with the boys and getting some tunes on and driving to the show. Then go to the next one. And, yeah. I'm, I'm just looking forward to the whole vibe of this is what you're doing for the, however long this is what we're doing in the van get out play van get out just mm-hmm. a great vibe and, um, doing this with the boys like I did this with the boys last time but obviously bringing Jay in this time the bass player and then also the difference is when I look to my right and I see Ryan and Jay and David from behind we're not just playing songs uh, I've only had a part of like the first one screaming with free radio this time I'm going to look and it's going to be a different kind of smile from Ryan because he's not just going, yeah, this is sick, we're playing some songs. It's going to be, we all did this and now we're performing it. So it's a yeah. different kind of, like, it's a different kind of emotion and feeling when you're playing up there and it's something that you've been a part of, um, which I'm looking forward to everyone else really experiencing on this tour and them playing riffs that they've had a part in and ideas that happen that they know they had a part in, people going nuts for it live. And mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that part. Yeah. And so we've been talking about it kind of throughout the interview. You're going to be playing at Ingfest the next, th- this year, this year. Yeah. <laughs> the I next always year. say the same. I say next year, but it is this year. Yeah, it's this year. Um, how, if it differs for you, how does playing like a festival with a lineup of artists differ from like a concert of your own where everyone's there specifically for you? Uh, there'll be people at the festival, so that differs from our. No, I'm joking. Uh, uh, it, it differs in. Well, I don't know, we've not done it. We've not done it yet. But you look at the lineup, and we're playing with Papa Roach and Three Days Grace. My first ever gig I went to when I was young was Papa Roach, and now I'm headlining stage three, or they're headlining stage one. On the same day, I'm just like, what? And then like Three Days Grace, I prevail, Smash and Snoop, yeah. Sleeping with Sirens, Kelly Quinn, who's on Time Bomb. So maybe we'll do Time Bomb together. Probably not, but maybe. Um, so yeah, that, that's a real different kind of atmosphere of being outside in the summer festival. I've always wanted to do it, and yeah. now we are. Um, but then obviously, like, and it's in a prison, which is dangerous. Um, whereas our tour is like, I don't know, we've not done a headline run yet. So we've just done a support run, whereas this will be our first headline run. So actually, it's hard to say yet, but we'll have to do a follow-up interview when the album drops and we can tell you what it was like. Good be honest. Right. I, I, I would love it. I would love a follow-up oh. interview. Oh, we'll have to do it for, well, well, we're going to have to do it for part two. I'm going to have to do it for the album as well. We'll see a lot more of us. We can tell you next. We'll, we'll just make a whole new podcast series for ju- just us. Every every album, everything. Yeah, and then what I'll do is I'll replace him with the bass player on the next one, get David on the one after, and then we'll get all of us in the last one. Exactly, exactly. Perfect. <laughs> so... The with the music you've made, whether it's solo or with the band, is there kind of a song of yours that's your favorite? Whether it's the lyrics behind it, whether it's just the memories of being in the studio recording it, is there a song of yours that's your favorite for each of you? Ooh, uh, it's definitely off this new album. It's, uh, what about you? you go first, what I think. Um, I mean, for me, if you're like just talking, just favorite song. 
that sort of thing. I mean, it's it's, it's going to be practice for me. Yeah. Um, I think um, just not only just the style of it and just how banging the song is anyway, but like lyrically, all of that sort of thing. It's the connection. It's just so there for that one. Yeah, for me, it would be. Uh, I always have to say three because I'm copping out, but um, I mean it's a cop out. But uh, fractures is one of them. Um, Time bomb is one because that song helped me a lot, and obviously did well. It's very emotional for me, but it's mm-hmm. still one of my favourite core stuff written. Then my third one would be mm, what would it be? Hypocrite off this EP. Oh no, while well, we're still oh. young off this EP. Okay. Oh no, don't burn it that. I don't know. I don't know, the whole EP. The whole album, I'll just say time but it's, it's very different because we keep saying about like connection with the music and that's the difference with this album. Is like, I love my, my previous work, uh, well not all of it, but I love my last album, uh, Screaming for the Radio, I was really happy with that. And, but I didn't, like I didn't connect to it emotionally. Like there's a song about a werewolf on the last album. There's a song about screaming. It's, yeah, it's a good song. I love it. And there's a song about uh, what was it? Screaming through a radio. Well, I've never screamed for a radio, so I don't mm-hmm. really know what, what that's like. But do you know what I mean? It's like I don't connect to that emotionally, but I still love the song. I don't. I'm not. I still love it. Whereas this album, every song has a real personal connection. Like fractures is very personal. Mm-hmm. Um, Time will obviously very personal. Hypocrite. Um, there's so much like of my life in this album. Like, like the past yeah. two years of my life is in this album, um, and yeah, like I, I basically treated this album like my diary, like a journal almost. Like I that was going to be one of the names of the album. That was the first name we came up with the album. But it was like Dear Diary or something like that, which was terrible. But or journal, something like that. But it really made sense because it was my my life and then bringing yeah. these boys into then put their input into it was just amazing and that's why reflection because it's really reflecting on the past two years and uh, yeah I'm really I'm really proud and really connect to every song on this record lyrically especially oh yeah at, at least for me songs or albums like that are kind of my favorite kind of music when the artist like clearly has connection when it's clearly about their life, their experiences, their mental state, whatever it is. Um, and I feel like those are just songs that are easy for fans to connect to and relate to rather than just listening to it because they like how it sounds. Yeah, and we're going to be posting on social like all the meanings behind each song and doing like a full breakdown of the real in-depth story. of like. There's a song on this EP, track two, called Anxiety, You Just Don't Get It. And that's like, I wrote that, was like lyrically the first song I wrote and everyone especially off this pan- a lot anyway people can but after this pandemic everyone can relate to that song especially yeah. it's like a call out to everyone everyone's feelings i feel like everyone's going to straight away relate to that song and get it you know and same with the rest of the album so yeah definitely yeah all right well those are all the questions i had for you guys today thank you so much right. for coming on it's been a great time and yeah, i can't wait for our follow-up episode for after the ep drums <laughs> Alright, alright. Looking forward to it. Where can people find you? Instagram, Spotify, if you have a website, anywhere. Where can people find you online? You can find us at Paul Bartholomew Music on Instagram, on Spotify at Paul Bartholomew, at 
Facebook at Full Bartholomew, Apple Music at just Full Bartholomew, type in. Um, on Instagram, Facebook, if it doesn't have a blue tick, it's not us. We got blue tick. <laughs> uh, <so laughs> Gotta throw that in there. <laughs> but no, but um, yeah, you just find us type in Full Bartholomew, and for anyone asking, why is it called your name? We've said it, it's because we built, I worked my bollocks off for years building this brand. Just because you bring in a band now, if we change our name, we start from scratch. Like, we're not playing Inkfest, we're not doing a headline run. You don't have the blue tick. You don't have the blue tick, so uh, it becomes this nightmare of like, it's easy to just go look. Mm-hmm. It's called Paul Bartholomew, it's a band now. The fans get it, and it's not hard to really explain. So, find us at Paul Bartholomew everywhere. Fractures, Feb 25th, Reflections, June 3rd, and more to come. Alright, yeah. See you later. See you later. Cheers, mate.